Welcome to episode two of Flight, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing today, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing a lot better than the picks I've been giving out, so hopefully the listeners that we've had to the trailer in episode one um, listen to what I say and go the opposite, because if that was the case, I'd be making them a lot of money. Yeah, you have those have those kind of have those kind of times, Mike, where you just your picks go the other way. But we've got a great show. Uh, we are sampling a Terrapin IPA survival kit uh, that includes the recreational IPA, the uh, Hopsecutionator, or Hops Hopsecutioner. Sorry, easy for you to say. Yeah, uh, Senior Crunkles Tropical Agave and the Up High IPA Citra Hot. You got to have agave. (laughs) (laughs) But a bunch. All right. And then uh, we're going to talk about the college uh, bowl mania picks, like you were just saying. And uh, then NFL uh, week 17 and the playoff picture. Sounds like a good plan. First of all, I want to clarify something from last week that uh, at least three of the people that listened to episode one pointed out to me when I was asking you if you had heard about the new bill. For oh, yeah. sports betting. Yep. I said the governor. Yeah. And when I referred to the governor, I referred to the governor as <laughs> he said and he signed. Yeah. And my wife included, but I was it was pointed out by three of the listeners that our governor is in fact a woman. So I should have used she and her. But uh if there's one thing I know less about sports pit picks and betting and you know gambling, yeah. it would be politics, politics. as evidenced by uh uh, a week or two ago, my buddy of mine, uh, Larry, says to me, he says, hey, did you go see Mike Pence when he was in town? And first thing out of my mouth was, who's Mike Pence? <laughs> and I was serious. Now, right. if I'd had it like two or three minutes to think about it, like Mike Pence, Mike Pence. Who's Mike? I'm hoping it would have came to me that he's the <laughs> vice president of the United States. But, but I mean, he's not on any of my fantasy teams, so I right. don't really pay much attention to him. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, that goes, that reminds me of the, uh, was it Letterman? Uh, no, I think it was Leno. He would uh, he would send their guys out into the street and ask passersby, you know, random questions about people that they should know. Like, you know, who was George Washington? And you'd get people stutter until they would say, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. So you don't, I wouldn't feel too no. bad about that. Oh, trust me, I don't. It was just funny that I don't know. <laughs> our, our governor's a male, and I don't know who our vice president is. What Female. Female. You no, but uh, no, in episode oh. one, I referred to him as a male. Oh, right, so, right, right. Yeah, so I know nothing about politics. So it okay. goes right hand in hand with gambling. Yeah, and by the way, her name is uh, Gretchen Whitmer. All right. Just in, just for future reference. But um, you want to, uh, let's get after the, our first tasting, uh, recreational IPA. That sounds like a plan. From the That's what we're here for anyway. Terrapin's uh, IPA survival kit. In our brand new um, IPA, specifically for IPA uh, glasses. I believe one uh, of our listeners got this for us for a Christmas gift already. Actually, I think it was my better half was uh, a Christmas gift for the for the show. Well, that's what I meant. She's one of our listeners. Hey, well, yeah, true, true. I think I think she likes being one of your listeners more than you know, being your wife. I, <laughs> I know my wife likes being one of the listeners more than being my wife. That could be, that could be. All right, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Nice, smooth yep. tasting. Very um, soft for IPA standards, um, but. Then again, it's only, what did we say it was, uh, 4.7% alcohol and 42 IBUs. Alcohol-wise, it's actually less alcohol than a regular Budweiser. So Right. This is this is your kind of your standard all-day IPA kind of a test. Yes. And, and, I'm, and I uh, think I could actually drink that all, that all day because yeah. that's very tasty. Um, Agreed. So uh, what – how much college football have you watched since the last pod, which was a week ago tomorrow? A lot. As did I. Um, anything that – I, I got to get to the – I'm going to fast forward and then we can rewind. Sure. Because uh, it's been driving me nuts 
Ohio State Clemson. Did you see all that game? Most all of it. Yep. How in the world was that not a completed pass? Football move, fumble picked up by Ohio State, returned for a touchdown. Oh, I don't know. On, that yeah. was the call on the field, and they said there was indisputable evidence and overturned it. Right. To me, it was clear-cut that he made a football move. It looked like he took three steps. Oh, yeah. And then got the ball knocked out. The Ohio State guy, there was a clear recovery, picked it up, went to the end zone. And yet, they saw something that said, no, it wasn't a catch. Right. So, to me, that's crazy. And if if you can't overturn plays or or you're going to overturn plays like that and then not overturn plays that are so obvious, then I would rather just not have replay. The only call on the field. Right. The only thing I can figure is – Somebody justified uh, overturning that uh, based on some literal interpretation of the rule where I thought he was trying to keep the ball out away from the defender who was on his back so it wouldn't get, you know, as soon as he tucks it in, the guy on his back had a chance to punch it out. Right. Well, that's And, but- and he, he, he technically wasn't moving downfield and he didn't bring the ball in. So maybe at that point someone, you know, has a little checklist and said, you know, oh, he's only got one of three checked off, so it's not a – Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, if you're going to look at replay like that because there is no checklist in the football dictionary that doesn't have that as a catch. Yeah. Well, the I, man made a football move and he had hit both, both his hands. big meat hooks wrapped <laughs> around the ball. It wasn't going and, anywhere. And he was turning up field. Yeah. And you know, I, yes, sure, I'm bitter. I had Ohio State for 34 confidence points. So, um, but as we'll get into, I, I don't have much of a chance in the, that pool anyway. But I mean, in my younger days, I would be looking for a new TV, as the remote probably would have went through the TV because I was. I mean, it just it makes no sense. What, you got games like that and. The officials are going to get involved and screw it up. So, or at least the officials on the field had it right, according well, exactly. to most so humans on the planet. So that's that why I say, you, you know, if you, there's no. I mean, if they would have called it incomplete and no replay, I mean, I could live with that more than okay, they got it right on the field and then they overturned it. Now, with that, I mean, that would have. I think Ohio State was ahead. No, I think they were down twenty-one sixteen at that time, and that would have put them up twenty-three twenty-one. You know, gave them the momentum, sure. whatever, whatever, and then who knows what happens. But you know, I you know, uh, I guess someone who picked Clemson or a Clemson fan could turn around and say, well, if Ohio State wouldn't have shot themselves in the foot three times in the first half and should have been up twenty-eight to nothing, like they should have been, as opposed to sixteen to nothing. Right. I uh, sent a text to a buddy of mine um, during the game. I said these field goals are going to come back to haunt Ohio State because. Ohio State or Clemson isn't Wisconsin, or Clemson isn't one of right. the lower rung Big Ten teams. Clemson right. is actually they're so good. I I start to put them on what most people put Notre Dame on, and every, everybody hates Notre Dame. Clemson is my Notre Dame. They're that good. Yeah, and they're just. I mean, I actually think uh, Dabo Sweeney is um, a David Koresh type, <laughs> <laughs> leading like the branch of, branch Davidians down in, in South Carolina. With his uh, little Bible studies and, and getting every recruit, I I bet you you'll find out there's some like hypnotism, hypnosis going on there, and he's luring these recruits and they're like zombies, drugged out of their minds, playing for Coach Dabu. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. I've never heard that angle. Uh, well, but, you heard it here first. Yeah, we, then, did, folks. I, we did. We heard it here first. Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I picked Clemson with 23 confidence points, but. Um, you know, I, I tend to root for Big Ten teams in that situation um, just because I think it makes the Big Ten conference and all the other teams in it look a little bit better when you get somebody, you know, to reach the the championship game. But like I said, for me, I guess in my mind, it would have been a, a win-win. Um, but I came out and won those points then. But um, no, I, I had – actually, I had – a really good couple of days, Friday and Saturday, I only lost one game, uh, and that was the Air Force game. So th- through 22 games, um, you're 15-7. and seven. 
and I'm 14 and eight. So we're right about even. Like, say, yours is against the spread, mine's straight up. Yours is a little bit tougher. So yours is more impressive on two accounts. Uh, one's against the spread, and then two, you actually have 15 wins, 384 confidence points, while I have 14 wins, but only 231 confidence points. But, um, and you said you were leading yours, so leading is always a, a plus. So um, anyway, there's with uh, 22 games, that means if my math is right, I'm the math guy here, 40 minus 22, there's 18 left. Um, start out with the games tomorrow and quickly give our picks to our listeners. Yeah. And the first game tomorrow on the docket is the uh, Responder Bowl between the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and the Western Michigan Broncos. Who you got in that one, Dave? I've got the Broncos, of course. And as do I. I think it would almost be maybe even a felony if I didn't pick the team where – the nephew of one of the guys picking the team was playing, and I didn't pick his team. I mean, that would almost be a felony in some states. So um, I had the Western Michigan Broncos for 22, and hopefully they can uh, take it to them. I, I think strength of schedule, Western has a played a lot better teams than Western Kentucky did. And as long as they don't start out slow like they do sometimes when I've been watching Maction, Western starts a little slow and gets themselves in a rut. Um, I think they're going to be fine against the Hilltoppers. I like their strength of schedule. I like their athleticism. And I think if they, you know, pull together and believe in themselves, I think they're going to they're gonna come out and win that ball game. I've got them uh, winning with 37 confidence points. All right. Um, so we don't uh, bore our listeners to tears, but we want to cover every game. Um why don't we just go? Let's go through them. Quickly. Yeah, we'll go through them quickly. And we, um, the next game on the docket, I've got Mississippi State Bulldogs for thirty-three versus Louisville Cardinals. I've got Mississippi State for thirteen. All right, next game on the docket. Although I hope Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith, yeah, Lovey Smith, the old players mm-hmm. coach yep. for Illinois. I hope he gets the win. But I pick California, even though I hate the Pac-10. But I have the California Golden Bears for eighteen. I've got Cal for fourteen confidence points. And uh, Florida's a big, heavy favorite in the, uh, the next game, Florida-Virginia. So anytime I can get a heavy favorite straight up, I'd like to take them. So I've got the Gators for 35. I've got Virginia because I think they're going to – I think it's going to be a one-score game. And, again, it's different because you, you're getting the points. I'm going straight up. But uh, next game on the docket, uh, Kentucky Wildcats at the Virginia Tech Hokies. I took, took the Hokies of Virginia Tech for 17. I took Virginia Tech with 16. Uh, next game, Florida State, the Seminoles at the Sun Devils. Um, again, I took another Pac-10 team. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking when I was making these picks because I hate the Pac-10, but Florida State just fired their coach, and they lost to Miami, and my hurricane sucks. So I went with uh, Virginia Tech for 17. Or, I'm uh, sorry, Arizona, Arizona State. State. <laughs> Arizona State for 16. Yeah, I went with Arizona State as well. Uh, seen them play a couple times, and I took them with 17 confidence points. All right, next game on the docket, Navy, Kansas State. I took Navy for 32. Uh, I've got Navy for 18. Uh, Wyoming, I've got for 37 over Georgia Southern. I don't know why, but I do. Um, I've got Wyoming also, just one confidence points over uh, Georgia State. Go Cowboys. Uh, Utah, Texas, I've got Utah for 25. I've got Utah for two confidence points. Uh, next game, I've got Michigan for five because I think Alabama is going to say, eh, we don't belong here, we belong in the national championship game. I've got Alabama with 35 confidence points because I think Alabama doesn't want to get kicked in the uh, kicked in the jewels uh, losing to Michigan. All right, Auburn, Minnesota. I'm going to burn the bolts and take Minnesota for 13. I've got Auburn just uh, – just because of their style of play, I've got them for 34 confidence points. All right, next game, the Rose Bowl. I finally uh, showed my dislike for the Pac-10. I've got the Badgers of Wisconsin for 36. I think their defense is legit. I've got Wisconsin for three confidence points just for the same reason. All right, next game, Georgia-Baylor. I've got the Georgia Bulldogs for 31. And I've got Baylor for their uh, tricky, unorthodox offensive um, um, often come on style style thank you yeah no problem uh boston college cincinnati i've got boston college for 26 because i had to pick somebody 
I've got Cincy just because I remember um, WKRP in Cincinnati, and I like that show, so I'm picking Cincy. As good as reason as any. Um, Tennessee, the Volunteers versus the Hoosiers of Indiana. And like the last game, I got to pick somebody, so I took Tennessee for four. And I like Tennessee in that game as well. It's Potato Bowl. Yeah, the, the old Potato Bowl, Friday, January 3rd. A little action, Ohio versus Nevada. And Ohio's favored. Oh, I've my got goodness. Nevada. Oh, my goodness. I pride myself on never making this error. I'm looking at my picks, which I emailed to the guy running the pool. And it looks like for that game, I've lost 15 points because Ohio and Nevada, I neglected the circle either team. <laughs> so maybe I'll get the 15 points if it ends in a tie. I never do that. And I, I when I used to run, I used to run this same type pool. Oh, so I haven't done it in five years, but I did it for like 10, 15 years prior to that. And I would laugh and ridicule some of the entries, like because some of the entries, like I would get the person would pick the teams and they would put. Well, back then it was probably only thirty-five bowls. They would put thirty-five for every game. So I would just automatically just basically just throw that entry out because obviously right. I'm not going to give you 35 points for 20 correct games. So, um, and then like when people don't pick games, I made fun of them. So I guess I'm one of those people to make fun of because I did not pick the winner of Ohio, Nevada. All right. And then the Armed Forces Bowl, Southern Miss versus Tulane. I took Southern Miss for seven. I've At least got, I picked that game. I've got Tulane for eight. We'll see how that turns out. And then the Lending Tree Bowl, uh, Louisiana versus Miami of Ohio. More Mac attack action. Yep, a little Mac action. But I actually went with Louisiana because the game's in Mobile, Alabama. And um, Louisiana's a little closer. And... You know, I went I went against my, you know what, all my playing in the backyard picks that I've made so far uh, seemed to work out, and this one I screwed up on. So, uh, yeah, I picked Miami of Ohio in this one just because I didn't. I thought it was going to be a closer game. Well, I, I picked Louisiana for thirty nine, so I must have been real confident with that game. Yeah. So, I, why I would have this game that's being played on January sixth for thirty nine points is beyond me, but I did. All right. Um, that is the end of that. Uh, yeah, we we'll can see di- how we you can discuss it with, uh, what, with what we did. Uh, we can discuss the uh, LSU Clemson game in depth as we get closer because that game's not till the thirteenth. Each team is probably thankful there's two weeks off because there was a lot of carnage. Oh my god! In they both were those games carting people exactly. off left and right. Um, but the opening number is LSU minus six. And the over/under is seventy. And if you made me put a bet on the games rate, the game right now, minus six, I will take LSU, but take the under because seven because Clemson's defense shuts things down. As I mean, they gave up a lot of yards to Ohio State, but when it got time to hunker down yeah. and really get after it, mm-hmm. they just shut the door on Ohio State, and Ohio State couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um. One final thought on the um, Ohio State Clemson game. Has anybody seen Chase Young yet? Where's he at? And if if he goes pro, the pro team that takes him, because he will, I mean, and hey, I can't fault the kid. There's going to be a lot of money to be made. But I've seen two Ohio State games, Wisconsin and Clemson, and the kid from Clemson was handling him one-on-one, no help with double teams, and Chase Young was Houdini. Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty fair assessment of Mr. Young. Um, hey, what do you say we get into rating this recreational IPA from Terrapin? All right, sounds good. Um, you want to go first or you want me to give you what I think? I'll go first. Right. Um, I put it at a 3.75 out of 5. Um, I think this is um, just like the, the, the marketing and the name – says it's a good recreational you could take several of them with you and have you know quite a few throughout the course of the day um so i gave it that um almost a four all right um so on the three beers that we've tasted so far you have it in the middle 
between Hazel's nuts and the uh, touch of haze. Um, I'm going to, on our uh, five-level rating system, I don't think it was worthy of a five. It's going to have to be pretty good, I think, to get a five. And it wasn't as fruity as I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna go with a four. I can't give it a, anything higher than a four. But if you may, if you put me on the spot and say, okay, you can only have one four four star ranking for the rest of your life, which will it be? I will drink uh, the Recreation Ale over the Touch of Haze. But I like them equally, so therefore I'll, I'll, I'll give it a four as well. So I've, the three beers we've rated, I've got a two and two fours, and you have a three and a half, a four, a three and a half, a three and three quarters, and a four. So so far, you're, so Touch of Haze is your favorite of the three then? Correct. All right. So selection number two tonight is the Hopsecutioner. I bet you this is what um, – the executioner used to drink after getting a save. <laughs> Do you remember what was the guy's name from uh, Kansas City? That Kansas City, Texas. He's bounced around in the big league since, but when he was good back in the day, he used to uh, call himself the executioner. Uh, Mike Klein's listening. He'll know exactly who I'm talking about. What was, what's his name? It'll, it'll come no to me. Idea. It'll probably it'll come to me. <laughs> no at, it'll, it'll come to me at the end of the pod. But yeah, when he had like two good years as a closer, closer I want to say for the Royals, and uh, he called he dubbed himself the Executioner. So I bet you when the Executioner was going good, he drank the he drank Executioner. Yeah, that one falls into the uh, the the random question file for me. So I. I I have no idea what you're talking about. It'll come to me by the end of the night, or otherwise I'm gonna be pissed. No, usually on the the marketing, I like the marketing um, because there's so many, there's so much of a selection in the cases now. Um, I think anybody putting their, um, you know, putting their stuff out there. I mean, they know they got to catch the consumer's eye, and so I think Terrapin in this case with their survival kit you know, with the color and the, the artwork and stuff like that really caught my eye. However, when I look at this and I see baskets of hops um, and, you know, a turtle with a executioner's garb on and stuff like that, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be um, like a double IPA, kind of a super poppy. Well, it's 7.3 and 71 IBU, so it should. But that's not off the charts, you know what I mean? It's not off the charts, but it's. I bet you'd put you on the put you on your backside if you had too many of them too quickly. Oh, I'm yeah. Let's give it a test. Cheers. That that actually may be smoother than recreation ale. Hmm. Close. I like this. Yeah, it's definitely. As far as you know, the numbers are concerned with the seventy-one IBUs. It definitely has a hoppier taste, but um, See, I don't, I don't it's not like hop. tree for madness. Yeah, I don't or... get the hop. I don't. <laughs> I don't even. I actually thought the uh, um, recreation ale had a little bit more hoppy. Huh. That has that. This actually has a rich, clean flavor. Um. I, I bet you. I bet you. You can taste the. Okay, difference in alcohol the, in it though, because it, it it is a little, it has a richer taste to it, mm -hmm. and well, that's because Mike, there's six varieties of hops in here. Well, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, their survival kit. What did that come? Was that like was it a twelve pack that has three cans of each of the four flavors, or was it a fifteen pack? Yes. Correct. Your first the twelve. So yeah. there's so maybe after the pod for my walk home, I might have to have an hop executioner for the ride <laughs> as I slur the word hop executioner. <laughs> it's still driving me nuts. Like my listeners, all four of you, uh, bear with me as I because in the back of my mind, I'm trying to think of what that guy's name was that <laughs> referred to himself as. A, yes, I have my phone right next to me, and I could easily Google it, but that's cheating. No, cheat. Are you kidding me? Everybody. Um, All right. Well, maybe before the end of the pot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punish myself for a little bit here. Um, 
But anyway, as we enjoy the old Hopsecutioner IPA. What he um, said. Today in the NFL, the one thing that just jumped off the page at me. Actually, there was two things. My beloved Bears, first teamers, Mm -hmm. are better than Minnesota's entire second, third, fourth (laughs) teamers, but not by much. (laughs) They beat beat them on on a field goal with three seconds to go. Uh, what was the final? 21-19. Yeah, 21-19, right. Eddie Pinero. I uh, had seven, 21-14. Uh, he had like five field goals, whatever it was. Whatever the final ended up being. Maybe it was one. I don't know what the final was, but the Bears starters were barely better than the Vikings <laughs> second and third teamers. And the other thing, um, on episode one, you asked me about if Minnesota, if uh, Miami could have a chance against New England. I said, well, sure, they have a chance. I said, but – I think New England's going to try to right the ship and beat their ass and, you know, try to, you know, get that first round by. Sure. And um didn't happen. No. Miami went into Foxborough and beat them. I mean, they didn't take it to them. It was, it was actually a – you would have thought that both teams were, you know, six and nine playing out the season just to get it over with. But I'm trying to figure out one of two things. Is it Kraft, Belichick, Brady giving the big middle finger to the NFL and say, hey, you know what, you're going to bust us for, you know, videotaping Cincinnati yeah, right. and Spygate and uh, the little uh, the, the, the little finishing move in the uh, spa by the owner. Which, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. His wife's passed away, and he's a rich man. He can afford anything he wants. But So is it the big F you, you know? You know, we're good for this league, and we dominated this league for so long, so to hell with you. We're not even going to put forth any effort. Or are they just, um, say, wanting to put a challenge to themselves, and they're laying in the weeds, and Belichick, who's considered one of, if not the greatest coaches of all time, right? they've got some tricks up their sleeve that they knew they were in the playoffs, and be like, okay, we're just going to snap our fingers and write the ship and start taking it two teams and we'll be in the Super Bowl business as usual like it's been the last 450 years? Or has the long, illustrious career of the two of them, I mean, nothing lasts forever. Right. And I'm not going to say Brady is finished and washed up because he clearly has no weapons. His best weapon is Edelman. Teams are deciding, you know what, we'll double team Julian Edelman. There's not another guy on this team that can beat our defense. And then Brady is trying – he has no chemistry with anybody. Yeah. And it, they they look very, very average. And um, Yeah, I don't know. I had same questions. I, did, I was – you know, I, and I know the analysts last week, you know, were saying that Miami is starting to pull it together. Miami is starting to get some chemistry. You know, they're, they were playing better here in the latter part of the season. Well, it's always – once you're eliminated, it's always easier to play loose. True. I mean, there's because you, you know you really you look in the mirror and you say, "Well, we suck. Let's oh, they were, we, yeah, try they were, to get, at least try to get another contract so we can stay in the NFL." They were talking about how many teams were you know going for it on fourth down, right? You know, in situations well, yeah, they, where they never would you know midway through the season, or, right? And Miami ran three plays that you, you don't draw up in a schoolyard. And Miami <laughs> ran three of those plays today. <laughs> right. and, um, but I tell you, the matchup next week in the AFC, uh, Tennessee at New England, uh, you know, in the past it would be laughable. Everybody right, but I think Derrick Henry can run the ball right down their throat. And Man, Tennessee, he, Tennessee's defense, because New England's offense can't beat anybody. That guy's a large human. It's just it's, it get him in the open field. Like, I don't like the field. long turd that hangs on his back. <laughs> right. The back of his helmet. There's nothing else he can do with that hair. Yeah, I'm sure there's something. It's you know, it's a style, man. But it looks dread it out or do something with it. It just looks like that's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, it just it's stupid. Um, what else did I? Uh, as like I say, as we record, I'm glad we recorded later. We originally wanted to get together around four o'clock, and I was going to give the people my lock of the day, which was. Seattle plus three at home and at halftime they're down thirteen nothing. <laughs> so that not that it's over yet. I mean right, they, right, they right. can still come back and win this game. I mean they're only down two scores, but um that's another team that's 
I mean, Russell Wilson was legit MVP weeks one through 10, maybe even 11. Last five years, Russell Wilson is doing his Chase Young impersonation. <laughs> it just has disappeared. Um, but, you know, but so this, there's, see, look at the, the coming out of the back of his helmet. That's ridiculous. Um, so, but yeah, the, uh, the AFC it's playoffs a, it's are It's a set. samurai tale. Um, the AFC playoffs are set. We've got Buffalo at Houston uh, and Tennessee at New England with Baltimore being the one seed and Kansas City the two seed. Um, I like Kansas City. I just like how they're playing. Plus, it's the 50th anniversary of uh, Kansas City's um, only Super Bowl win, which they were led by – who was the starting quarterback? Kansas City Super Bowl win? Yeah. Lynn Dawson. Yeah, Lynn Dawson yeah. Super Bowl. Uncle Lynn. Five? Uh, sure. Because <laughs> Green, 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 Green Bay won the first yeah, two. Right. And then uh, the Colts should have beat the Jets, but Joe Namath guaranteed the victory. And the AFL Jets beat the NFL Colts 16-13 in Super Bowl three. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl four. I don't know. Was it Super Bowl four may have been the Chiefs Raiders, which okay. would have been Nin- Dawson. Yeah, nineteen sixty three. Is that, am I getting this? Am I getting that right? No, probably not. I don't know why that number stuck in my head. But you should really remember. You should try to remember your presidents, you know, in that order, just like you remembered the oh, yeah, <laughs> all the Super Bowl. Well, we were playing a game on Christmas Eve at my mother in law's house, and it was, uh, and you have to do it in order. And the, the question said, and your your team. And you can only answer like as a team. You can't answer as a team. It goes one, two, three, and you got to go the number of the question. Maybe three. It may be eight. It may be ten. But it said name the first five presidents. And uh, we got it? well. I was the fourth one that of the five that went, and obviously George Washington, and then John Adams, and then no, I was the third one. And then with the third one, I said John Quincy Adams. And then the fourth one um, wasn't sure of it, so said I don't know. So we got three points. Gotcha. So now if we'd have got all five, we'd have got eight points because you get five for getting the five right and then yeah. three bonus points. If you say an answer that's wrong, you get zero. If you say I don't know, you get the So it's better to pass. Right. Yeah, yeah so – um, what this has to do with the NFL? I don't know where you're going with that. What does that do with the NFL? I have no idea, but you wanted me to memorize presidents, so I do at least know John Quincy Adams was one of the first five. There you go. So that's where we got to it. <laughs> so where, where? Um, but nothing else really stood out other than um, Freddie Kitchens has been fired. They gave him all of one year. Mm-hmm. Um. I and we're, yeah, waiting, he, we're waiting to see. Well, I, I'm sure Jason Garrett will be fired by morning. I'm sure Jerry Jones will have a press conference and fire him in the morning. Um, he was shaking hands with everybody like, "Hey, yeah, it was nice working yeah. with you." Oh yeah, he knew, yeah. Obviously, he, yeah, he's got to know he's gone. I mean, even even though Jerry Jones has supported him all along, I, I mean, you, you, he has to know he's gone. Yeah, I mean, so. for the last week, um, Jerry's looked like his you know favorite dog has gotten run over. So, I think that's just the way he looks. Nah, I don't know. Well, he smiles a lot when they win. <clears throat> so, well, you said you like Kansas City, but um, man, for fantasy purposes, I really hope Baltimore can win it all because I've got uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and their defense, and we have our redraft on Thursday because our league is different than most. Most fantasy leagues are done. Right, um, but our league goes right through week seventeen, mm-hmm. and then four of us get together, redraft up to five players that made the playoffs. So, like, if you have any lions or bears, you just drop them off your roster, and you can redraft the available players on the playoff teams. And then, right. as you lose the players during the playoffs, you can't pick anybody else up. You just right, you know, like and after, I think that's what our I think that's what our our sons are doing. I think they you know they're regular season. Yeah, they started a new league. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, Buffalo, Houston, Buffalo's defense is going to keep them in the game, but I think Houston wins that game. 
Tennessee at New England in the other fantasy league that I'm in. I've got three Patriots, um, Bob Brady, White, and Edelman. I want the Patriots to win, but they've got 15 days to figure it out. I uh, know they only have seven. Oh, seven. They, they, no, they I'm th- you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the the college playoff. Oh yeah. I don't know why I did that. I think New England could beat the college. Uh, I think that New England could still beat LSU or Clemson. But uh, I hope. Um, I, I'm going to have to go New England. And then if I'm right on both those, so Baltimore would get the lower seed, which would be Houston. So it would be Houston at Baltimore and New England at Kansas City. Going over to the NFC, let's assume this – the halftime score stays the same in San Francisco win. San Francisco would be the one seed, Green Bay the two seed. The Saints the three seed, and the Eagles the four seed. Uh, Seattle would be a fifth seed going on the road. And the Vikings, who, like I told you earlier, played for nothing, played their second, third, fourth, fifth. I think they even took three people out of the stands to play the third quarter because they were locked into the sixth no matter what. So next week it's Seattle at Philadelphia. And Seattle I put in the same boat as New England. I mean, you would think they could right the ship and beat Philadelphia, but they've been lousy the last four or five weeks. And then Minnesota at New Orleans, I think the fourth playoff games next week, I think that's the biggest mismatch. I don't give Minnesota a chance unless – You're not giving a current chance? No, unless they can get uh, Case Keenum – to come back and throw that Hail Mary to uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs and have somebody just duck their head down into the ground and miss a tackle. Right. But um, sometimes you see those things and you wonder if it's not scripted. It could be. Um, the old conspiracy theory coming out. Uh, and if you put the proverbial gun to my head right now and you had to, you told me to pick my Super Bowl team. Um, I will go. New Orleans and Kansas City with New Orleans winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Green Bay looks – Green Bay's too hot and cold. I think Green Bay on any given Sunday – that should be the title of the movie, I think. Um, they can beat a t- beat anybody, but right. then you saw what they did in the first half against the Lions. I mean, they look terrible. Sure. So, yeah, I think if they – Green Bay gets down to a team by – you know, if it, they're going into the fourth quarter and they're down by more than two touchdowns, they're, you know what I mean? They just they don't have a, you know, um, Aaron doesn't have enough time to work his magic to, you know, to make it happen. So, you know, getting up early on them is a key, but it's got to be more than two touchdowns. And then, um, yeah, I like I like how hot the Saints are. I mean. Yeah, they, have, they can beat you in so many ways. They've got Michael Thomas, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Jared Cook, when healthy, is uh, – a wide receiver in a tight end's body, or is it a tight end in a wide receiver's body? Because he plays tight end, so yeah. he's a tight end in a wide receiver's body. Sure. I, I should know the ana- I, I should know the analogy before I spit it out of my mouth. <laughs> is he over two forty? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's a that's a he's big got, oh, he, that would be a that would be a big wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. So he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Is he a wide receiver? No, he's a tight end. Okay, well then he's not a wide receiver in a tight end's body. But he plays like a wide receiver. He can run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Well, we can edit. We can edit this out, no problem. Yeah. Who's on second? Um, third base. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I have, um, can't think of anything else. But you know, I'm sad the Bears are out. End of the NFL season is always because uh, we got baseball coming up. And uh, hey, I, I was wondering. Know. I was going to ask you. I think I asked you in a text earlier today. Uh, is there a record? Is there a stat or a metric for um, NFL teams that have lost games in the fourth quarter? So I'm wondering if the Lions set an NFL record. I'm sure there's a stat. I, I, yeah, there's a stat for anything. I mean, you look anything up. I don't know. If, are you talking one year or all time? Well, I'm just talking one year because this year seemed to be they were in. You know that that was the big. Uh, that was the big storyline halfway through the season is, you know, people were still kind of liking the lions and, you know, and what their potential was. Um, the point differential on their losses was pretty small. Uh, they just seemed to, 
I think I think in the wasn't it in the first half of the season they were they were winning at some point in every one of yes. their yeah that's when that was before Stafford got hurt and uh, okay and then you know because they did because what did they win this year three games they're three and thirteen right no three twelve and three one. twelve and one and their three wins came in I think in the first five games right all right who let the dog in the studio. I had no clue, Dave. Anyway, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about the Lions. Okay, uh, let's rate this second beer here. All right, you went first last time, Dave. I'm on a the hopsecutioner. Um, well, I mean, I got to have something to differentiate the beers. Um, I don't usually like going partial um, stars for the ratings. Which I'm not judging. I mean, each his own. I like to go one through yeah. five. I, but I'm just assuming once we get to like into our hundredth or two hundredth, you know what I mean? You're gonna exactly. Have to- so I'm gonna have to differentiate. And since I I had a two star, a four star, a four star, and Hopsecutioner, I'm gonna say is easily my favorite of the four. So, um. I'm going to go four and a quarter, just just so it's on record that this is my favorite beer of what we've drank. So I will go four and a quarter for Hopsecutioner. I'm going to go four. I got to put it a little bit ahead of the recreational IPA, um, just based on more flavor, um, a better better taste in my palate so i'm gonna go a four out of five on that one but in a in a situation where you know what i mean um you're gonna have multiple beers or you want an ipa right for an extended period of time um like if you're if for some reason you think you're gonna be drinking beer all day then obviously you go with um something with like the recreational IPA, it's at 4.7% alcohol. Um, and I want to just uh, reiterate to our listeners, um, you know, drink smart, drink safe. And um, don't know why I had to put that plug in there. I just felt like I had to. Which is always funny you bring that up because you go to any sporting event, shouldn't that disclaimer come at the beginning of the night? Yeah. But yet they want to get your money. Get you hammered, and then and then once they cut the beer sales, I'm like, hey, please don't drink and drive. Is at you know, too late. Yeah, at like that point, it's like too late. You know, well, what can I do now? It's like I just think if they're really concerned about your safety, not that I'm condoning drunk and driving, don't get me wrong, but I mean if they're really concerned about your safety, they should um, announce make the announcements as you come into the building and right at the start. Right. To help you to deter you from sure. drinking, yeah, or so. or let you know um, there's a whole street full of officers, right? Something like for that. Any, instead any, of right at the yeah. end after the beer sales, like, well, you've already cut me off because the beer sales are done, so I, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, I give it a I give it a four point zero. All right, so that uh, so Hopscutioner is my favorite of the uh, four we've tasted. Yeah. Um, and the next one on deck would be bonus one for the listeners. I think so. Yeah. Don't get used to it. Don't get used to it, you three or four people out there. Cause typically it'll probably be a two sample episode, but neither work. <laughs> no, neither one of us work tomorrow. So we might as well go for a third one. Sure. Why not? So since we're going for the third one. Our third one on the docket is Senor Crunkles, a tropical agave IPA from Terrapin Brewing Company. Was that was that your attempt at a Spanish roll? Of yeah, the it was. <laughs> That's all right, Senor. Yeah, all so right. let me get this bad boy cracked. I'm a little nervous on the. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. I thought we had uh, technical difficulties on the set, Dave. The top didn't quite open up. Tell you what, in these new glasses, it does pour a little better, I think. 
There we go. I'm not going to blame the glass. I poured it terribly. Got it. Looks like a lava lamp. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? It's got a kind of a standard IPA aroma. I don't, it's not super. What are we looking at for super, senior? Oh, we're looking at um, six and a half percent. So middle middle alcohol volume yep. and, and middle uh, IBU. Yep. So 50. Should be right in the middle of a. I'm going to go ahead and pull right from the can on this first one because I got too much head in that one. Never thought I'd say hear myself say that. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I don't hmm. taste much difference. It's not. It's good. No, I mean maybe it, maybe it actually tastes very similar to recreation ale. Um, oh, I think it tasted. Hmm. I thought it tasted a little more similar to the Hopsecutioner. I thought it was a little hoppier, a little oh. more flavor. Well, we're going to agree to disagree on that because I think it tastes more like recreation ale. Hmm. Yoakum Soria. It just came to you? Yes. <laughs> Yoakum Soria, the Mexicutioner. And then he stopped, and then it's weird. He was a dominant closer as the Mexicutioner, but then, I mean, uh, he thought that ne- that nickname had negative connotations. Gotcha. So he ended it, and guess what? What? <laughs> The as rest of his lo- career. Yeah, as soon as he lost the name, yeah, he lost his mojo. Exactly. Yeah. The Maxecution, that's a bad nickname. And I don't, you know, so then you, but everybody's politically correct. Oh, I mean, because he really wasn't out killing Mexicans. He was calling himself the, he was calling himself the Mexicutioner. <laughs> I hope not. He was calling himself the Mexicutioner. Right. And then he's doing, getting the job done. And then all of a sudden, oh, geez, that doesn't sound right. he was right. striking out batters. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, that doesn't sound right. I got to change. And then he was—he's been terrible ever since. I think he—he he might be out of baseball now. I mean, he even as an executioner, he'd probably be out of baseball because this is a long time ago where he was. Right. But anyway. But sometimes it's a mindset. Exactly. Right. You know, you go in as an executioner, the batters that strikes fear in hitters. <laughs> right. Um. I can't believe how you think this is similar to the recreational. Uh. Well, the hopsecutioner. Had a, a a denser, heavier gut punch taste to it, where to me the senior crunkles. <laughs> I think the, I think the roll is on the wrong word, but uh, I think this is a lighter taste, like the recreational. Huh. Yeah, I I would put it. I guess I would if I were to. It's definitely. I would put it in between. In between the executioner and the recreational. Well, you're a lion sack of shit and everybody knows it. <laughs> what movie? <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to put Three, me on the spot right now. Two. Oh. One. <clears throat> Maybe one of our listeners can answer that question. But now you're killing me. Now I'm going to be Now I'm going to be like you for the last 20 minutes and trying to Well, I'll come to because I'm not giving the answer. Because that actually, that once I do, maybe I'll get the Twitter page created tonight. And anybody that listens may win a prize. Uh, maybe win a tasting with you and I. Oh, if they get the where that movie's from. Well, speaking of which, too, I've also I've been in contact with a couple of people. We might have some uh, at some point um, have some special guests on the show. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, but we're both we're both liking it though. It's definitely yeah, it's, it's a it's good beer. A I, thumbs up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, I just don't see the. The taste, the the hop executioner was stronger. This is a lighter. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll get you smashed. It is definitely, it is definitely a little bit lighter than hop executioner for sure, but um, definitely a little bolder taste than the recreational um, via the agave. Um, but real quick, let's talk about how weather is going to with home field advantage and teams that have home field advantage. If weather is going to play a, a role in it, I was kind of looking at my weather app on my phone and. Uh, even on uh, uh, those teams like the Packers, they're going to have a bye, correct? Correct. So they're going to, and they're going to have home field advantage their first game, correct? Yes. Okay. So 
Um, it looks like at least right here in Saginaw, uh, temperatures are going to be in the lower thirties. So I don't know, you know, how that relates on the, on the other side of Lake Michigan. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think some teams, obviously if you plan it more, obviously you have a slight advantage to it and you're used to it, but I mean, I mean, all these guys are professional football players. You know, some are coming from Michigan, some are coming from New York, some are sure. coming from Washington, some are coming from the Deep South, some are coming from Texas. Right. So, I mean, both sides have to play in it. So, personally, I think that is more mental than a true well, advantage. Sure. Like, you know, because Aaron Rodgers actually went to Cal. Yeah. Which is. But he's played enough in Green Bay. To, right. So, I'm just, I'm just saying some of those guys. You know, with I would call you know thirty five to uh, well, it may get as low as thirty two degrees uh, for this time of year. Um, too warm. for a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of mild. Right. I yes, mean, I if you're going to play in an outdoor stadium, um, so it probably doesn't bode as an advantage this year as opposed to some years where it's been nineteen, you know, with flurries. Um, you know, I would imagine, you know, some guys, you know, you get through the second half or you get into the fourth quarter and you're like, God, I wish this, you know, what are we doing here? No, I agree. That's right. But I think it's all mental though. I mean, if you, you know, and if you, if you get up 14, 17, nothing, all of a sudden it's not quite as cold. True. You know, so, right. You know, if you make the big play and the big catch and hang on the ball, yeah. it's not quite as cold. You know, you drop one in the corner of the end zone which would have put your team up with three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Now all of a sudden you might start getting a little cold. So um, I don't think it, it plays as big an advantage. I mean, I guess if who else might, who, you know, I'm, I'm not he, new England, the, the weather can get bad and Buffalo is not going to host a home game, but Buffalo, they have the actually the biggest conditions because Buffalo is very windy, but they're not going to, uh, um, they won't host a playoff game unless it's Tennessee Buffalo in the AFC championship game. That's the only way Buffalo is going to host a playoff game. But right. Um, so I think Buffalo with the wind, I think the wind is more, has more effect on the game than sure. even eight degrees. Yeah. True. So true. True. Um, do you want to move on to the random question of the day? Sure. Why not? All right. So I've got the question this time. And my question is, where is the – what location, what situation have you gotten the best um, bang for your buck out of breaking wind, passing gas? Can you, no, I, I, do you we, want me to start? Because I've got no, – I, I asked the question, so I kind of had time to – a little more time to prepare. No, I, are, you just, are you talking um, – do you want me to give you an example? No, you asked me because the, the person that asked if the other guy has to ask first. I just um, – there's uh, two quality ones. So here's my uh, one, the, the two that I, I don't remember the exact date or anything. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I wasn't I, asking for a date. I don't write this stuff down, but uh, like the two that Come are on, quality are – it's like, all right, you're alone – you know, in uh, the aisle of a supermarket. Sure. Which I am quite a bit, you know, for sure. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you might have had, you know, a lot to drink the night before with maybe some Taco Bell late night. No. And you, you rip one in the aisle. You're all by yourself. You rip one in the aisle. And then even, you know, if, if, if it offends you, you know, it's, a, you know, quality stuff. And then... Then you get out of Dodge because you know somebody's coming around the corner, whether it's you know somebody you're working with or another shopper. Then you get out of Dodge before anybody knows what you're doing, and you can kind of like you're kind of satisfied, like oh, I know those people don't know what they just walked into, right? Or are you talking about those are the ones that I'm happiest with, <laughs> the one where I can just leave my mark. You know, or even at home, like you, right. you leave it. You know, you get in the kitchen. 
and then you, you, know, you kind of wander out and somebody walks right into it. That's what – but the ones that are kind of tough to difficult, like when you think you're alone and you, and you just let one – you know, just let one rip. I mean, it's just lie, and then all of a sudden you're like turn and there's somebody there. I mean, it's like you can't really say excuse me because it's like, well – but so those are those. So I don't know what. Sure. No, I'm, I'm talking about just one where you've just where you've where you've thought like you know this was pretty damn funny. That okay. Like I like yeah. I don't like the second example I gave. That's not the funny one. That's like the, oh shit. I can't believe we just did that because you're embarrassed. Right. The best ones are like you know what like you even get a whiff yourself. You're like oh god, and then you let somebody else walk into it without the old sure. SPD. <laughs> um, those are my favorite because then you just let somebody walk into it. And, I thought you were going to say like there's somebody in the next aisle that goes that you hear is like going, "Oh my god!" Oh no no no! You you you, you pollute that aisle and then somebody walks right into it because you know they're like, "What is that?" <laughs> All right, so um, I, I remember a a particular time uh, I was at an MSU football game. And if you get the people in the back of you gagging and the people in the front of you leaning over and going, oh, my God, was that you? <laughs> you know? That is, that is pretty cool in an outdoor setting. In an outdoor setting. Oh, yeah. You know it was quality in an outdoor setting. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a particular MSU game where uh, I know I, it may have been two or, two or three rows uh, on either side of me that people were, were considering going to the concession stand at that point. So, um, yeah, I rated that probably one of my best quality. Um, yeah, that would be – yeah, because an outdoor venue like that, I mean – but it's actually good for the, you at that point because with that many people around you, it's kind of hard to pen – I mean, unless you just oh, stood sure. up and said, hey, it was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and I wasn't about to do that for – any stretch of the imagination. Um, Do we want to rate this last one? Sure. I think we've gotten far enough through it. To... Um, all right. Uh, you went first, first time. I said, so you're up. I am up. So if I go based on what I said before, so I rated recreational at a 3.75 and I rated uh, Hopsecutioner at 4.0. And I said, you know, kind of somewhere in between. Um, I'm going to have to go uh, 3.9. 3.9. All right. And that's kind of a more of a mathematical decision rather than a. All right. So I'm going to give a broader gap between our beers. Hazel's Nuts was a two. And then I had a four, four, four and a quarter. But I don't think you could put Hazel's Nuts in this category. I mean, as far as like a. No, I mean, it's not an IPA and everything else has been an IPA, but I'm just talking rating scale wise. So um, I like it better than Touch of Haze simply because I, Touch of Haze was good, but it had too much fruit. Whereas, Agreed. So, and it's not as good as Mexican. Now, now I'm calling the beer Mexicutioner. Thanks, Joaquin. Um, or is it Yoakum? Yoakum? It's Yoakum or Joaquin Soria? I told you I have no idea what you're talking so, about. So it's, 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 it's Soria's his last name. Um, and it's not as good as Hopsicutioner. So that was four and a quarter. I will go a three and a half. No, but that. Better than <laughs> hey, so God, you know what? I'm throwing another four in there. I can't differ- differentiate between touch of haze, recreation ale. I just know it's not as good as so. I have three fours and a four and a quarter. So of the five beers we've tasted, uh, Hop Executioner is my favorite. The other three are pleasant drinking, and Hazel's nuts were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I like how you, that you know they're they're pleasant drinking. Yes, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So three point nine, and you said a four. Yep, and then four point two five for Hopsecutioner. Correct. 
So what'd you think about the Terrapin IPA survival kit? Well, uh, we sampled three quarters of the beers. And since I had a four, a four, and a 4.25 on a five scale, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I would recommend if anybody out there sees the survival kit and interested in trying new IPAs, I, I would go ahead and give it the old thumbs up. Yeah, and the fourth one that we haven't done a full tasting on uh, was the Up High IPA. Um, that's the Citra Hopped IPA that they've got. So I'm at this point, I'm assuming it's probably their um, ultra citrusy, um, probably a, a, a few more uh, IBUs. And I'm looking at it right now and 5.9% alcohol with 80 IBUs. So that's their highest IBU rating uh, in the kit. But uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, like I said, whenever I see, I don't like the super hoppy, um, like we've tried tree a couple like tree for madness and you know, the IBUs that are up in the like high eighties, nineties. Um, I don't enjoy that. So, um, when I see all the pictures of the hops and all that, I, you know, I kind of think, Oh boy, here we go. But no, pleasantly surprised. And, uh, I would, I would buy that kit again. So here we are. Uh, we covered the College Bowl mania. We covered week 17 and kind of the playoff picture. Um, and um, uh, we talked about breaking wind. So what, what could be better? What, could you, what else could you include in a uh, – I can't, I can't think of much else, Dave. And um, I see I'm out of beer. So as the late great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>